What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. So we're just continuing on Ephesians, I think starting at verse 29, 30, 30, and uh, we just jump into it. It says, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. Uh, This is a profound mystery. But I am talking about Christ and the church. (laughs) I am talking about Christ and the church. I like this. Yeah. This this part it says for we are members of his body talking about Christ's body right and then it says for this reason a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife in the case of God being the father and Christ being the husband and then us being the wife and Christ leaving God and joining unto us and uniting with us uh, this is what Paul is referring to but he took this from Genesis obviously we all know that and Adam said that when God created the woman out of one of his ribs, Adam said when he saw the woman, uh, the man said, Genesis 2:23, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. They become one flesh. So so what are we talking about? We're talking about becoming one. But overall what we're really talking about is love. Love. Effective love and and I guess ultimately, brother, when you look at this thing from a total standpoint, from a from a mankind to a man God standpoint, it's about it's about becoming one. It's it's about becoming one. Now now I found something to be very interesting because when you look at becoming one, like what are we what are you really talking about? And why is that important? I mean what are we really talking about when it comes to, to becoming one? Well in the case here you're looking at becoming one flesh. But what does that really mean? You know what I'm saying? What does becoming one flesh really mean? In the case of Adam and Eve, we all, well, we sort of considered it to be joining in flesh, meaning, you know, you you know her, you enter into her, and and then you become one, and because it sort of biologically joins you as you penetrate the skin or what have you, the hymen and all of that, and they go into all of the the medical terms and the the anatomy of a, of the woman and all of that and then the blood and all of that so it joins you it makes you one it it makes you one person but we know it doesn't it doesn't really make you one but when you look at it from the top level down right us joining God and becoming one with God what does that mean what does that really mean does it mean we're on the same page as him does it mean we are going in the same direction as he is um, what does that really mean? Well, I went to one John, back to one John, since we were already there. <laughs> I went back there to one John, um, and I found some interesting text. 
verse 7. Uh, 1 John verse 7. If it, if it pulls up, I'm going through. And, uh, where are we at? Okay, here we are. 1 John 4, 7. And it reads, simply put, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. What are we talking about? Uh, everybody said, everybody, Adam said it, Paul said it, Paul was referring to, to, to Christ in us, and he said, what we are now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh that is indicating being born of that individual as a matter of fact if you go back to Genesis he called her woman because he because of what she came from man she was taken out of man right so that's why he said this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my he was born she was born of him literally because she was taken out of him but so were we taken out of God but what joined us well, I know this is sound of, sort of convoluted, but what joins us is love. Isn't that interesting? Everyone who loves has been born of God. Love is what unites us, is what I'm getting at. It is love. You can't be united with God without love. You can't be united with your wife without love. And, and, and oh, by the way. You can't be united with your fellow man without love, because that's what the the the, the total, the total, the, the whole point of this, I guess, the driving factor of this entire ministry, entire service, the entire dialogue about love is to become one. To become one, not just with your wife, not just with God. But with your wife, with God, and everything God created is to become one. Become one with everything God has created. Everything God has created. Become one with it. Isn't that interesting? And the thing that unites us is love. It's, it's, it's love. So, so, so what are we saying here? What are we saying? What are we really saying? That ain't me saying I love you. Right? So when you put that in perspective, it's not me telling you that I love you. That ain't that ain't me uniting with you. That's not it. What did we say love was? Love was, uh, uh, when you're looking at it from a level down, top level down, well, what is God doing when he says he loves us? He's protecting us. He's protecting us from going into a state or position that we will be without him. Because without him, everything is nothing. Everything is nothing. You know what I'm saying? Without him, everything is nothing. Everything is nothing. It is, is it a world of torment without him. And he's trying to protect you from that. Now, now, if, if I mean, this is so beautiful. Now, if you were to put that into perspective, if I am dedicated to loving, then my whole, my whole being, everything that I do, the unctioning of my function is to protect people from going into torment. And, and that could be even from me. What do you mean, brother? That means me putting them in a position, me literally putting them in a position that would cause them to be tormented. That means me doing things to them that would cause them to be in sin. That's what that means. I have to guard myself by guarding them. 
meaning guard guard me from doing things that will get in the way of them from doing what God is wanting them to do. I got to guard myself against that. That is not just my wife. That is everybody that I am coming into contact with. Oh, by the way, I got to guard me against God. What does that mean? That means me putting God in a position to where he's going to have to cast me down. <laughs> oh, man. That is becoming, becoming one is a process of me protecting me, me protecting my fellow man, me protecting my wife, me protecting God. Not, not in the sense that God needs my protection. No, it is the sense that me not putting God in a position where he's, you know what I'm saying, where he's going to have to cast me down because I'm getting in the way of him and what he's yeah. wanting to do for me. You know what I'm saying? Becoming one, right? So everybody has the same mindset. We're all trying to protect one another. We're all trying to, as you like to put it, getting out of the way of one another <laughs> by loving one another, right? It is a, an, an ultimate sacrifice on everybody's part to become one. Everybody has one mind, one focus, one purpose, to be one with one another, to be one with God. Everybody's looking out for everybody because that's all God is doing. He's just looking out for us. He's wanting what's best for us. He's wanting what's best for us. So when you put that, when you, I guess when, when, from a micro standpoint, right, when you, when, you, when you go micro, when you zoom in on the smallest tidbit of a relationship, Right when you interject that into a re relationship, I'm looking out for your best interest. I'm not gonna put you in a position where you, I'm gonna cause you to stumble. And if and if I do put you in a position to where I cause you to stumble, I'm gonna hurry up and get out of that position to where I'm causing you to stumble. That's where you're driving out this this fear thing, right? This fear factor of trying to be perfect. No, you're not trying to be perfect. You're trying to get out of the way. <laughs> if God caused that you being perfect, then you're perfect. But your perfect love is driving out this thought of, I got to be protecting myself. No, no. Perfect love says, I got to protect you. I have to protect you. I can't be over here all in my feelings because you're talking about me. No, I still have to protect you. I got to protect you. You see what I'm saying? I still have to protect you. I, I, I got to be one with you even if you're not being one with me. Right? What did he say? I got to cleave, to leave father and mother and join unto his wife. I got to join my wife even if my wife ain't joining me. I got to join her. Because, because that was my choice. And even beyond that, right? Even beyond that being your choice, it's your wife now. And that's where we go wrong, right? We, what do you say, brother? Well, I'm married to her now, but I don't have to be. I don't have to be in a relationship with you. I, I can love you from a distance. Well, God didn't see, see, and that's what's interesting too, brother, because we, we miss up the whole fellowship thing. I can love you from a distance. How are you loving them from a distance? How are you protecting them from a distance? If you never interact with people, how are you protecting them? That sounds like you're protecting yourself. That sounds like fear. 
I'm going to love you from a distance. Why? So that I won't have to get in a place where you and I are, conf- are in confrontation and you and I are having some type of disagreement, right? And I don't have to rebuttal. I don't have to refute. I don't have to get out of character. <laughs> well, maybe you need to get out of character. Right? Maybe that's what you need. You need to get out of character. This character that you saying that you have that is, that's going to hide from things so that, so that people won't point out who you really are. You're hiding. Why are you hiding? You need to come out of that. You need to come out of the hiding. And you need to come out of what you are afraid of somebody attacking. You need to come out of both of them. That's why you need to be in front of people. That's why you need to fellowship with people. Why? So that you can see who you really are. So you can see who you really are. People need to see who you really are. And you need to see who you really are. You know what I'm saying? What does that really mean? God isn't hiding. God is constantly showing us who he really is. But we don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. We don't want to see him as being a vengeful God. We don't want to see him as being a God of wrath. We don't want to see him as that. We want to see him as being a God that just protects us from the harm. Right? That's what we want to see. Oh, God protects us from the harm. But we're not protecting God from the wrath. <laughs> we ain't protecting him from that. We, 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 want, we don't want to see him in wrath, but at the same time, we ain't trying to put him in a position where he's not going to go there. We're constantly fighting in at odds with one another. I'm going to love you from a distance. How are you loving somebody from a distance? You sending your love through through the mail? You sending your protection? I'm going to pray for them. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's all well and good. What are you praying for? You praying for God to change them? <laughs> oh, you don't pray for God to change you? Yeah, I'm going to pray for God to change me and them. Oh, okay. But why are you still in your house? Loving your fellow man from a distance. Why are you forsaking the assembling of yourselves from your fellow man? Okay, I just can't go around them. They just bring the worst out of me. See, I told you this was a bad idea. You got to get prayed up before you go around certain people. Well, you should be prayed up whether you go around people or not. Since you are in a relationship with God. Where am I going with this? I'm done with it. It's merely that, brother. To be one with God, you got to love. That's what it just said. John, what did it say? For everyone who is, has been born of God and knows God, they love. Everyone who loves has been born of God. So then if you reverse it, everyone born of God and knows God loves. They love. What love? Well, he sent his only begotten son. So that we may have life. He laid down his life. So that we may have life. Are we laying down our lives? So people may have life. What does that even look like? It looks like you. It looks like you doing what God is wanting you to do. So that people can do what God wants them to do. And what is God wanting you to do to people? He's wanting you to be a light that he shines through. Be a light that he shines through. It's like, this is the funny part. What God is to you is what you are going to be to people. If God is in you, if you are choosing to love, right? That's, just, that's merely all I'm getting at. Because, because it's, it's, you could put 
you can put so many um i guess definitions on it you could put so many definitions on it but the true one is merely this what is god to you but well, that's what you got to be to other people what god is to you that's what you have to be not not shit that's what you have to be to other people that that loving god to you is what you have to be to other people if god is merciful to you that's what you have to be to other people if god is a provider for you that's what you have to be to other people <laughs> not just not just your wife but your fellow man what are we, well, what am I providing for them? Well, what is God providing for you? Everything. Well, that's what you provide for other people. Everything. Everything God is putting you in a position to provide. I know you get hung up on that provide part. No. If God is giving you something to give, then that's what you do. You give. That's what he told the rich young ruler. Sell all that you have. Give to the poor. I need you to be a provider too. <laughs> just in case people think I just made that up. No, I didn't. God is saying, I want you to be a provider. God is a healer for me. I need you to be a healer too. Well, how can I heal? However he positions you to heal somebody. Maybe you just go on and spend the time with him. It may be you giving him a kind word. It may be you being led and laying your hands on him and then them jokers getting healed from, from any type of infirmity that they may have. I don't know. But what is he to you? That's what he's wanting you to be to them. But if, if he's not any of that to you, then guess what? You're not going to be any of that to anyone else. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're going to fake and shake. You're going to play. You're going you're gonna, to, you're gonna, just like I said, you're going to protect yourself. You're going to walk around in fear. I got to make sure I don't get positioned in, in, in a certain kind of way so that, you know, I don't have to get out of character. Well, that that would mean you're not getting out of character. That would mean you're being who you really are. And maybe that needs to come out. Maybe that needs to show up. Maybe that needs to, to surface so that you can get it out of you. Get that character that you've been portraying. Maybe Maybe you need to be redeemed from it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're hiding this person that God is wanting to kill. Maybe God is wanting to kill that person. He needs that thing to surface so he can get it out. He needs that demon to raise his head up so he can be cast out. You've been hiding that demon and nobody knows you got that demon. And, and <laughs> that demon needs to get cast out. You've been over there hiding. No, we need you to let it surface. Yeah, yeah, we need you to let it surface. Because see, if you notice throughout the scripture, Jesus never cast out a demon that was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> He never cares how what that was hiding, brother. It was all the ones that surfaced, right? Everybody that's relevant, they demon head, that's the one he cast out. That they brought to him because, see, they had to Lord, we just, it, it, the demon, it tears. He throws him into the fire or, or he cuts himself. He, he lives out in the tombs. What do we have to do with you, Jesus? Why'd you come in the tormentors? <laughs> they rose up. Even the demon that was in the girl that followed Paul, calling him out. This is a child of God. This is a man of God. This is a man of God. She was a soothsayer. That demon <laughs> surfaced. And then Paul rebuked it. Time to go. Time to go. I'm just saying, and I'm not being facetious, but I am being serious in that. Sometimes we sitting here hiding things from people, right? And, and, and sometimes people need to see that so that, they know, so that they can love on that thing. 
so that they can love on it so that that so that love can drive it out and I'm not in control of how things get driven out but my point is merely that that was love that Paul showed that was love that Jesus showed on the man that was in the that was in the the gatherings that was cutting himself on the tombs that was love right but we are afraid of that I'm not saying go and put yourself in a position to where you're going to get killed but, but, but if God is saying that so be it if it's going to help your fellow man so be it that, that comes with the territory he said lay down your life I'm talking about becoming one with your fellow man becoming one with your wife becoming one with God you got to love. It's, it's through love. Merely that. It's through love. What love? The love that God is sharing. What love is that? The love that he's sharing to protect us. The love that he's sharing to be merciful on us. The love that he shared when he died and then he rose for us. The love that he shared when he went and he prepared a place for us. He's just looking out for us. Are we looking out for our fellow men? Are we looking out for our wives? Are we looking out for our husbands? Are we looking out for our children? No, no, no. Not guarding them in fear because we don't want anything to happen to them. No, 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 no. That ain't love. It's, it's, it's preparing them for when things do happen to them. This is how you respond. That's how you train up your child in a way he should. Train him up in a way that he should go. So when things happen to him, he'll still know which way he should go. You can't protect them from things happening to them. You think can't protect. I know, never forget my daddy always say, if anything happened to me, I'm like, well, daddy, you know, something's going to happen to you. So it's going to happen to all of us. And if it happens, how are you going to respond? Do you stop loving? Because something happened. No. You keep loving. You keep loving. You keep loving. You keep loving. Paul said, I'm, I'm, it's a mystery. A man should leave his father and his mother. It's a mystery. Mystery. It's a mystery. But he's talking about Christ in the church. He's talking about he's talking about us uniting with Christ to where when we live throughout this earth, that's what people see. They see the same thing. They see the same model that he came down and he did with the, the same person. It's just modeling the same thing on earth. We are that person. We are that. We are that. As as people that love we are that Christ. We are Christ in the earth. John said that, right? And that's what he's talking about. What? Becoming one. Becoming one. What is that oneness? We live in the same way. Man. I don't know, brother. It's We're loving the same way. You know? Like, ugh. That's, that's, that's what it's about. You and your wife figuring that out. How to love the way God loves <laughs> in your relationship. And it's, it's a constant growing thing, right? Because you're constantly learning how to love God. And in that process, God is teaching you how to love your husband. How to love your wife. How to love your fellow man. How to love your children. How to love your parents. How to love family, how to love strangers, how to love enemies. Teaching you how to love. Teaching you what you're supposed to be for them. 
Because that's really what it's about. What what how what am I to be for you? You know what I mean? I love. Right. What am I to be for you? And that's all I have. That's all I have, brother. Coming one. Wow. The one that says we all in the same boat. Yes, sir. Every moment. Yeah. Regardless of the situation. Yeah. It's a moment for oneness. Yeah. And the only way that will occur is that our own purpose choose to love. Yeah. No other choice no other choice works. No other choice works. No. There is no other choice. If I'm going to stay in the oneness. If I'm going to stay in the oneness. It's not optional. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we see, we major on, we major on the husband-wife. We major on the husband-wife thing. Yeah. And us in Christ is so much bigger. So much bigger. And our loving is an optional. We're, we're under command of love. Yeah. I mean, we'll deliver a long dissertation and a discussion about husbands, you need to love your wife. Mm-hmm. Well, your wife needs to love you. Yep. <laughs> How else are we going to be more? And, and, and the father-in-law need to love you, too. Yeah. How else are we going to be one? <laughs> How else are we going to be one? And we, and we tried to come, and we've tried in our little feeble humanness to compartmentalize all this stuff, and we're supposed to be about being one in concert. It's the whole objective. Yeah. All right, that was, that, that's his whole objective. That is it. To bring everything into Christ. Everything. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And Isn't we that? missed the whole, I mean, we missed, we, we missed, that's why he came. Yep. To collect this all and enable us to give ourselves to be mm-hmm. one. And, what, and what's interesting, uh, Corey, mm-hmm. there won't be no marriage in heaven. No. Not in the light that we speak of. There is being, yeah, yeah. there is marriage. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there is marriage. Because we all want. Right. That that is the marriage. And and the 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 earth the earth is merely the this is the purpose of a marriage. It is a model, it is a tool. It's just if you look at it right, let's just let's analyze it for the sake of the the discussion. What is the whole point of joining a wife? To to reproduce and to Right. right, not just reproduce, right, but it's 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 and reproduce and establish family. Right, right? you see, uh, two people of the the of of a man and a woman that was at one point a unisex. You know, it was like Adam had both of them <laughs> in the light that he you know because he carried both the woman and the man. He was the man right. and the woman all in one, and then God separated him. Right from with the surgery 
whether the the details and all the sexes and all of that, whether whether that was performed or not, God still called Adam mankind. He didn't call him man as in gender gender man. He was mankind. He carried everything in him, right? So then God separated it, right? So then after that, he established reproduction to have a structure put in place for what? For family. For what? To carry out a set of what? Establishments and rules and regulations placed down from God. Basically, he was reciprocating everything he did through Adam. He wanted to reciprocate it through offspring. And now it was not just Adam. It was Adam and Eve, but yet still one because the 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 instructions and guidelines were still between the two. It was supposed to be carried out between the two. The two were ruling over the earth, not just Adam. It was Adam and Eve. It was the two, both one, ruling the earth. They functioned as one. It wasn't that they functioned as two. It wasn't a male female thing. No, it was a it was a Adam and Eve being one thing. Even the reproduction, it was still a one thing. You can do it without the other, right? That was the whole beauty in it. Everything was about the two being one, moving at one pace, moving on one structure, one plane. Even the children. The children weren't to be different than what Adam and Eve know. When they were birthed into the earth, they were to follow God just like Adam and Eve followed God. And then when they had offspring, they were to follow God just like Adam and Eve and Seth and all of their parents followed God. It was a process of reciprocity constantly being perpetuated in the earth, right? And what is that a model of? Is that not a model of me choosing Christ, living in Christ, sharing Christ, them choosing it, living it, sharing it, constantly repeating the same process in the earth, right? We're reproducing every time we love through one another. That's just a process of reproduction. That's all it was. When, it, when you're looking at the physical part of it, it's just a physical earthly part of it, of reproduction. It's no different. One, which one came first, the physical or the spiritual, obviously the spiritual, because God birthed a seed into Adam. Whenever he created Adam, he gave him instructions. He planted a seed in him to follow him. And that's all, that is all marriage is. Marriage is merely that. It is you uniting with this person. And there is an ultimate goal, right? And that's the thing. When you look at it, what is the ultimate goal? When you come together and get married. Everybody has all of these distinct things that they want to do when they marry one another. These distinct things, but there's no ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal is we're going to be a family of one. <laughs> That's the ultimate goal. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole point. Think about it. That's why we have one last name. Right? And then you give all your children that same last name. That's why you raise them up in the same home. You don't raise them in different homes. You don't have separate homes. You don't let your wife stay in one place and then you stay in another, even though some people are doing that. You know what I mean? Everybody's trying all kinds of different <laughs> things nowadays. You know what I'm saying? But no, you come together. You have one home. You have you have one name, right? Everybody's have they have one common goal. What is the common goal? We're gonna be a family of one. Be one, yeah. We're the Joneses. We're the Nesbits. We're the whatever. This is what we are. This is ultimately what we are choosing to be. 
and our children are ultimately that they're this they're the same thing that we are and when they go off and get married then they go off and they establish their own family utilizing the same principles they gain from us you see what I'm saying and then when they married and the other child and they joined and you have two different distinct things that they bring together and this is where the whole unequally yoked part comes in because you're praying and hoping that they're joining somebody that that are with a family that have the same principles you follow this family of one now we know that that doesn't lie to be true right but that's when God comes in or comes he was in and he comes back in because we left him out right we left God out of family that's why you don't have family right because God isn't a part of it we don't establish the oneness of family because without God how can anything be one because the enemy is divided right his kingdom is divided that's why it ain't even a kingdom but that's neither here nor there the enemy comes to break up families Right? That's why you have this whole mindset of the same sex. It's breaking up the family. And then they even want to establish family, but they, how can you when you can't reproduce? So then they go and they have to go get something from a man to try to build their family, to, to build their kingdom. Right? But it's, it's, it's broken. It's chaotic looking. Right? Because this it's, it's doesn't function the way God actually intends for it to function. You can't actually reproduce. Then you've got to break your own tradition of being with the same sex in order for you to reproduce. You know what I mean? It's like it don't really work, right? So then you got to do it the right way for it to work. You know what I mean? When I'm just, I'm not knocking them. I'm saying you got to knock your, everything you're choosing to do, you got to break it in order for you to actually have a family. You got to do it the right way now. It's like, oh, I mean, I got to do it the right way. But I ain't going to let no man put it in me, you know. Even if it's a man doctor, then he got to put it in. But if I'm going to get a woman doctor, <laughs> I'm being facetious. But the whole point is this. We, we remove that mindset and this thought of God establishing oneness and perpetuating it through us through each family, right? And and that is it. Oneness. We're one family. And the the family telling their daughter, your husband, y'all are going to join and y'all are going to be one. Y'all are going to separate from us just like we separated from our parents and y'all are going to be one and y'all are going to teach your children to do the same thing and they're going to be one. But the philosophy is merely this. It's what? It's loving the way God is directing us to love. That is the philosophy. It's loving. It's loving. I'm planting a seed of love. And that's what we, we say marriage is based on, right? You, and that's the whole Corinthians 13 or whatever. Because we're trying to base it on love. You join each other in love. And what love? That's where we miss it. Right? We don't actually tell people what love, the love of God, the sacrificial love where you're not just the man is sacrificing, but the wife is sacrificing and then the children are sacrificing, right? And then everybody's sacrificing because that's what love is. Love is sacrificial. It's sacrificial. It's, it's I'm not going to have my way. God is going to have his way. And that's the ultimate thing. You know what I mean? ultimately that's what you're constantly trying to interject into the physical part is this is a sacrificial thing that God is giving us to have with one another and we're going to constantly perpetuate that 
throughout any every individual that we bring into this this union. Wow, wow, wow. But you know us gone contrary to God is what divides that. It's that fear, it's that protection. I'm not sacrificing if they ain't sacrificing. <laughs> I am not doing this if they're not going to do this. I'm not going to be looking like I'm crazy, you know, because they ain't. And that's the crazy part because as men and women of God, this is what God is doing constantly with us. You know what I'm saying? God is constantly doing things for us. In a manner that he's not gaining anything. He's not. And he may not even get you. But he's chasing you. Like, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was saying, you know, we, we love him because he first loves. Right. He first loved us. And he's chasing us. He's chasing us. He's desiring yeah. us. And he's yeah. constantly putting himself out there you know what I mean you're talking about the most vulnerable vulnerable entity and he created everything but he's the most vulnerable because he constantly puts himself out on a limb knowing not, you know yep knowing he ain't gonna get that return I know I ain't gonna get this but I really want him I really want him but I know I'm not gonna get him <laughs> I know I'm not gonna get him but I'm gonna keep giving him this grace. I'm gonna keep sending people along his path to put put that love seed in him, so that they'll know that I love him. And this is what God is directing us to do with one another. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has. Join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.